From the VIP lounge to the gridiron, it's everything you need to know from pop culture to free throws. This is Cleats and Cocktails with your hosts, Meg and Taniella. Welcome to Cleats and Cocktails. I'm Taniella. And I'm Meg. This week's episode of Cleats and Cocktails is brought to you by Berry Gin and sodas. <laughs> and sodas. Um, more specifically, strawberry gin, and even more specifically, Dylan's strawberry gin. Um, super delicious. Drinking it with a little bit of mint. Um, Got to smack the mint really well before you put it in there. It's so weird. Actually, watching you spank, make drinks. Spank the mint, I yeah. should say. Um, Spanking mint is definitely not something I expected to see from you. but yeah. you know. And it makes your hands smell really good like mint. Yeah, you made everybody smell your hands. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, strawberry gin, mint, and soda. Um, I will say that the strawberry gin on its own is really good. Mixed with the soda, I'm not quite as into it. I would rather just sip it straight. Which is weird, because, like, the soda shouldn't have all that much of an effect on it, Mm -mm. but it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the dill and strawberry gin itself is, like, phenomenal. Yeah. Highly recommend. I'm really into, like, the pink gin trend that's happening right now. yeah. Like, everyone is on it, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Because there's one that we tried at Brunch Fest. Beef Eater? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Beef Eater. That one was, like, hot pink. Theirs was good, (laughs) but it didn't, on its own, it didn't taste as, like, berry-flavored as the Dylan's, um, but it was really pink and fun, so. Mm. Yeah. Um, So, we're back. Yay! We're back. Back from vacation. We're feeling V-refreshed. We are. We had a few weeks off. We, I, what did we do? We drank. Yes. And ate. We did go on patios as advertised. <laughs> Pretty much. We did, we went to a couple sporting events. That's true. And yeah. we're going to talk about a couple of yeah, them. Yeah, we are. So, I mean, we're back. We're excited. There's a ton of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And we're about to gear up for football season because the NFL is always creeping in. Yep. Um, so, lots to talk about. We're going to do our pick six news stories. Um, we're going to talk about reality review because Alabama Hannah had her finale. Sure did. So, we got to definitely talk about that. And then, um, at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about fantasy football because that is coming up. Um, so, we wanted to talk to you about some ideas we have for the upcoming season. Yeah. So, with our pick six, um, we're going to... Try something a little different in an attempt to keep ourselves a little bit more on topic and um, a little more timely. We're so screwed. We are going to try to keep each news story to five minutes. So basically a max of 30 minutes for our news stories just to like allow us time to do other topics and not have our episodes be so GD long every single week. Um, so basically we're going to have a timer set um, for each topic and it's going to be very PTI for anyone who watches part of the interruption. Basically, they give themselves a minute, but obviously we knew that that was unrealistic. We would never, um, ever survive that show. Never. So we're we can't gonna... even We can't even explain keeping ourselves on a time limit in a time limit. Yeah, it's true. But anyways, that's basically the gist of it. So let's just jump right into pick six. Let's go. And it's going to be a pick six. Okay, so up first this week, uh, we're going to talk about the Rogers Cup. I was there this weekend, and obviously we're starting with that because Queen Bianca Andrescu reigns supreme. I am so happy for her. I literally love her. Me too. Is it weird that we're, like, obsessed with a 19-year-old? No. Not when she's that talented. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that how that works? (laughs) So if she's, like, a schlep, then, like, no, no. That would be kind of weird because why would we be obsessed with her? Um, yeah, so if you didn't watch the Rogers Cup, um, Bianca Andrescu, Canadian phenom, we love her. Um, she made it all the way to the finals. She actually took on Serena Williams in the finals. And unfortunately, that match actually only lasted 20 minutes. Yeah, I was more excited for that match than I've been for any tennis match ever in my life. I was like so stoked, right on time, turned it on exactly at 1.30, was like so ready to go, was really into it, and then um, Serena did have to retire due to injury and retire from the match, not retire yeah. from life, which yeah. Megan thought. <laughs> yeah, so much confusion about that like terminology because Greg said, oh, I guess she had to retire. And I was like, why are you saying that so subtly? Like, <laughs> she's retiring? Why would she retire mid-match? That's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> so much confusion. And then texted Daniela and she was like, yeah, it looks like she had to retire. And I'm like, why are all you people <laughs> throwing around retire so willy-nilly? Oh, yes. that's fine. It means that they... Are retiring from the match right. so um unfortunately Serena did have some sort of like upper back injury or something we're not 100% sure what happened but um 
it she had to retire she didn't even get through the first set bianca was actually up though so like that was the thing is like she stood a legitimate chance of winning the match like properly and of course like what sucks is that you never want to win that way right like especially when you're as competitive as they are and you could tell that serena was super upset um she was in tears sitting on the sidelines and then bianca had a really cute moment where she went over to her to like console her she said that she was a fucking beast she like totally looked up to her growing up and it was really cute serena seemed to feel better afterwards and like i was just so here for the women empowerment yes i was i was really sad for it to end that way and i like i felt bad for bianca because i feel like she's probably dreamed of playing serena her whole life and then to play her in the rogers cup in her basically her hometown for the final like there were just so many things that made that match so epic and then for it to end like that is just such a disappointment like I don't even know how she would feel like are you excited that you won or are you just feeling like it doesn't even really feel like a win I feel like you you do you did win technically and I mean she did play so well leading up to that that it still means something like it's not like everyone forfeited each of their matches all the way there then it wouldn't feel like it's earned like yeah she didn't technically win the finals in like a traditional way but if I was her I'd feel so proud of myself like I got to see her match on the Saturday the semifinals and it was an absolute war between her and Sophia Kennan Sophia Kennan's family was box was actually right behind us so the whole time we're like shrieking for BB and and there, I guess it was must have been like her sister or something was like ten years old going go Sophia just like the one <laughs> voice in a crowd of Canadians. Um, so I got to watch their match. Bibi is so effing talented. She is powerful. She's really quick, and she's like Serena's known for her power. Like she she hits a ball and she can like smash it through someone's face. And like Bianca is very similar but she's more agile so i'm so excited if she can stay healthy i actually legitimately think that she can win a grand slam yeah and it will be massive also she was wearing cheetah print nikes fuck i want those i legit googled them do they exist yeah they do you can buy them (gasps) i should buy them i know they're so freaking cute um serena was also rocking a super cute pair of nike like turquoise purpley shoes that i was looking for Uh, those are not for sale probably because serena's too popular right um but bb shoes hundo p you can buy them and i need new running shoes and i was like could i pull off cheetah for the next four years of my life of course you could because that's how often we buy new running shoes i'm the same it's so bad (laughs) so funny it's so bad um so what went on with the men's so i didn't pay attention to that at all yeah so the men's um tournament happened in montreal so fyi for any who watches Rogers Cup or who plans to they swap cities every year so next year the men will be in Toronto and the women will be in Montreal um the finals for the men was Rafael Nadal versus I think it's Dmitry Medvedev um Nadal won in straight sets like straight 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 like kicked his ass up and down the court it was over very quickly it was not cute um Medvedev actually had a really decent tournament and like the wheels came off really badly Mm -hmm. and like I kind of hate when that happens because like tennis is so much of a mental game that like you can literally watch it fall apart in someone's head right so um up next is Cincinnati um it is so actually currently is Cincinnati so Rogers Cup ended Monday the next tournament started this is the last tune-up I know it's stupid this is the last tune-up before the U.S. Open, which is the last Grand Slam of the year. Um, all of the Canadians will likely be at the Grand Slam, so we'll talk about U.S. Open in a little bit, uh, in a couple weeks. Um, for now, no one's paying attention to Cincinnati. I mean, like, I think Felix o- Oje Aliasim, the Canadians, already lost. BB pulled out because she's going to rest for U.S. Open. Serena's not playing either. She's tuning up for U.S. Open, so... That's all we got to talk about for tennis. Cool. And we made it just in the nick of time as we had two seconds left and we don't even have to hear oh my the God, timer that go off. so stressful. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's move into some CFL um, just because, you know, we got to. Um, couple weeks Don't ago. Say that. No, to be honest, I'm far more into it this year than ever before, and that's really mainly because of the fact that Greg is more into it, and so therefore it's just on our TV, and he's you know very interested. Um, but a couple weeks ago, you will have seen on our Instagram that Tanielle and I were at the CFL game, uh, the Argos Bombers game, um, which was actually hilarious because the Bombers had not. Maybe they had lost one game at I don't that even point. Think they had. I don't even think they lost a game, and the Argos had not won a game, so it was pretty clear that the Argos were going to get totally trampled the whole time. Um, like leading up to the game, I was like, "Yeah, this is going to be really ugly." Yeah. Like enjoy Meg and Greg, like yeah. have a good time because yeah. it's going to be ugly. Yeah. 
and the bombers go up 20 nothing in the at, first quarter yeah so quickly and then basically like without going into too much detail Toronto basically comes back and wins it and it was such an exciting game it was me and Greg didn't even care that the bombers lost we were like whatever um basically at this point Toronto still sits with that being their only win uh yeah that's a fact <laughs> Um, it was just funny because while we were sitting there, Greg literally said after like the first quarter and a half, like I might actually start cheering for Toronto so we can make this a game. And then they won. And I was like, you put that into the universe. It's true. But you can't be mad about that. No. I mean, I don't know. It's it's not really going to make or break your season at totally. the end of the day. Although, to be honest, like, I was looking at the standings, and right now Hamilton's, like, a clear front runner in the East, and mm. Toronto's clearly in the la- in last place. <laughs> well, um, but in the West, the Bombers are still leading, but they've got a 6-2 and two record, and then Calgary's right behind them with a 5-3 and three record. Uh-huh. So it's way closer. So I think... I don't want this to be offensive, but in general, there's the teams in the West have been better recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So, yeah. like, there's more competition, I guess, over there, whereas in, in the East, there will usually be, like, one team that's good, and then everyone else is kind of not as good. That's been my understanding of it anyways. Doesn't seem like it's any different this year. No. So. I, I honestly... I was I had such a good time at that game. It was a really exciting game. The Argos won in with like ten seconds left. Yeah, it was very exciting. Yeah. Um, not so exciting is the random girl who latched onto us like we were her best friends from childhood. Okay, so um, I don't, this has nothing to do with actual football, but no. I feel like we need to talk about it sort of as like a therapy session. Um, Meg and I were going back to our seats, and you know just minding our own business yeah. and during so, halftime during halftime and which classified was playing at yes in a very like cfl low budget way yeah so they weren't like classified wasn't on the field like performing to everyone he was like off in one little section of the stands basically it was a tv performance from what i can gather because yeah. i think when i've watched other um games it looks big on tv like they make it look on tv like it's a whole big thing but it's really not no so we're going back to our seats, and this girl is like, oh my god, the classifieds are performing. The classifieds! And me and Chanel are like, who the heck is this girl? Meanwhile, we've already noticed her because... She has bright red hair and is wearing a silver sparkly baseball cap and purple pleather lilac, or like, yeah, lilac, lilac purple, purple boots. Boots. Heeled boots, like five-inch yeah. boots. Yeah. And she's clomping up and down the stairs. And so she decides to become best friends with us. Yeah. Um, so she wants us to go see the classifieds. The and classifieds. so we nicely tell her that, like, oh, no, like, we're good, thanks. So then she's like, oh, well, I'm here with my dad. So, like, can I just hang out with you guys? And we're like, before we can answer yes or no, we're trying to, like, be on our phones to, like, look busy. I don't know anything. And she's not taking any social hints. Then she starts to take selfies with us because yep. we're best friends now. Yep. And um, asks if she can follow us on social media. So Taniella takes that as an opportunity to be like, oh, you can follow our, our um, podcast account. And she's like, oh, you guys have a podcast? What do you talk about? Can I be a guest? Yeah. We say that we're talk- we talk about like sports. And she's like, oh my gosh, I could totally be a guest. And I was just thinking, really? Could you? I don't know. She also advertised herself as a MILF multiple times. Yes. And she was younger than us. Yes. Much younger, I believe. So basically what we had to do was get out of the situation. So even though we had just come back from the bathroom, I said... Meg, should we like quickly run to the bathroom before halftime ends? Because she took up all of halftime. All of it. Meanwhile, our husbands are sitting there like, the fuck is going on? Who is this broad? And like, at no point did they jump in to like save (laughs) us. They just, they literally moved down the row so they wouldn't have to talk to her and left us there. And so Meg and I had to make a great escape. We ran back out into like the whatever, where the concessions are and hid behind the elevators Mm -hmm. for like a solid five to 10. Yep. And then came back and just dipped right into our seats and made our husband sit on the outside so that we could be blocked. It was a lot. Um, I that's all I have to say. Yeah, me too. That was cathartic. We can move on. Yes, we can. I feel good about that. All right. We also made it before the timer just in the nick of time. Whew. Okay. Next. Next. Um, up next, we are going to talk about MLB. So not much to report here because, I mean, like, I don't watch a lot of baseball. No. I feel really bad saying that. Um, but I did want to talk about the Jays because they're terrible. But the players on the Jays are awesome. Yes. So the Jays continue to lose a lot. Um, but we definitely wanted to highlight a couple of amazing things that are happening among the young kids, the newbies. Um, Bo Bichette has been called up, if you haven't already noticed. Um, And he is the first player since Ted Williams in 1932 to have extra base hits in nine consecutive games as a rookie. And then he's now at um, being the first player in MLB, MLB history to hit 15 extra base hits in 15 games. 
So what's an extra base hit, you may ask? I just asked the same question. Um, essentially, it's a hit where you get more than first base. So sec, uh, a double, a triple, or a home run. So what the, the stat I learned of was that he was the first rookie to get a double in every single one of his nine games. Like, that was specifically a double. Uh, so I don't know if it's the same thing and he just kind of carried on from there. Or I know in addition to doubles, he also got home runs. Because mm-hmm. I was at a game last Thursday, which was part of the, like, that was the ninth game that I think he had played. Um, and he definitely got a home run and he got a double. Fuck. You can just, like, feel the energy, though, from this team. Like, they all, like... I don't know. I think it's, I'm excited. Like I felt excited being there. I think that that's the biggest thing is like also Vladdy Jr. Who we love on this podcast. um, One player of the week again, because he's great. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is that this team has potential and it like radiates off of them. Yeah. Like they're not good this year. They're fucking horrible, but the players themselves have something really special. And if they can properly like beef up the pitching the players get a couple years older. They get a little bit like more experience. They fine tune a lot of the things that like raw talent doesn't have. Um, I think that they can be legit contenders. Yeah. But it also has to come with management not being fuckheads. They yeah. need to pay their players. They need to not send everybody to arbitration. They need to sign the right people. Yeah. And I mean, I can see that I, in my in my head. I feel like the management is like a five year plan, but I could see like in two or three years them being legit. Yeah, yeah. I've heard mixed reviews. Like some people think like, oh, by next year, and I'm no. like, okay, you're being ridiculous. No. Like no. they're not going to be good next year. No. They might be better than yes. this year, especially if they can get pitching sorted out and they don't yeah. like offload their whole team throughout the course of the Fuck, season. Because like obviously that's kind of what's happened. I mean, since we last recorded, Stroman got traded. Sanchez got traded. Biagini got traded. Those are three gone. pitchers. Um, those would be probably three of the names we mentioned when we talked about the Jays. Yeah. We did that segment on like other players, right? Like those would be three of the names we talked about as people who were on the team and now they're all gone. Um, but yeah, one thing I didn't realize about Bo Bichette is the intense flow that he has. Oh my God. Wow. Does that flow. guy have flow? It is. It's a thing of beauty, really. It really is. It, like, flows out the back of his helmet as he's running, and it's just, like, it's very majestic. majestic. (laughs) It really is. He definitely is, like, you need to have, like, a wind machine on him, you know? Like, it can just, like, flop in the wind behind him. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, even though they lost the game I was at last week pretty terribly against uh, the New York Yankees, um, they made it an exciting game. There were lots of runs. They still lost by a lot, but there were a lot of runs. And I just, I felt excited. Like, I still enjoyed the game, even though they didn't do well and they're not overall doing well. I just think that they're going to be a really exciting team. I agree. And I love, much like when the Leafs finally started to, like, draft the right people and sign the right people, like, fans, especially in Toronto, will buy in with at the idea that like this team will be good Mm -hmm. you know we bought in the year that the Raptors like made the playoffs like no one was expecting them to and people bought in when they started winning because they were like holy shit this team could do something and now that we've seen that and what it led to they buy into the Leafs even though the Leafs are probably still a couple years away we're fully buying into the Jays because we see that there's something there yeah it would be so epic if, much like the NBA, we won the World Series. Oh, and gosh. Like... I can't even imagine. You know? I feel yeah. like it would just be such a big deal. It would be. So, more to come on that. Yeah. So, basically, that's where we're at. Wow, we are on a great roll right now. We are we are hitting these five-minute marks. No problem. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. Um, okay, well, moving right into NFL, because we haven't really had to do any... <laughs> had to do. <laughs> we haven't really done any NFL updates lately, because obviously it's been the off-season, um, and they spent so much time sneaking into every single episode of our podcast that they, we had a much needed break from them. Yeah. We like actively tried to like have some separation. Yes. You know? Yeah. But now we are into mid, we're in mid August right now. How the fuck? Today I died when I realized it was the 13th. Like we're two days away from the 15th, which is the middle of the month. Like what even? Anyways. I know. We're mid August. So we're basically like. I don't know what three weeks away from the start of the NFL season. I don't know. Good it's God. insane. Preseason has started. Preseason has started, um, and so has more reports coming out about random stuff to do with the players and drama surrounding them, namely Antonio Brown. For fuck's sake, man! Antonio Brown, who last year was drama queen central, demanded to be traded or wasn't coming back, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, goes to the Raiders. Played for Pittsburgh previously. Yes, was basically everyone everyone's number one draft choice. He's phenomenal. Right. And he's cray. Straight up cray. 
So recently he was in a cryogenic chamber. Is that what yep. they're called? And just didn't wear appropriate footwear, although I'm sure he was guided to do that. He Hundo just chose paid. not to. And got full-on frostbite on his feet. Like, you can Google the pictures. It's, it's frostbite. Nasty. It's proper fucking frostbite. Like, the way that, like, Canadian children are educated on the, like, what happens in winter. Right. Like, that's what it looks like. Right. Like, pe- like layers of his skin peeling off the bottom of his feet. It looks like a first aid course. Yeah. <laughs> like, Honestly, it's gross. It's disgusting. So, he can't play right now. Nope. Because he has frostbite on the fucking bottom of his feet. You know, those things that you need to run. Like, your main job duty. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In your role as a So, he decides to get frostbite. Right. Um, which is, you know, not ideal considering we're staring the season in the face. Also, it's the middle of summer. Could you have fucking, like, at any point stepped out of your cryogenic chamber right also like oakland traded for him because they like decided to take him or sign him or yeah. whatever they did um because they needed him to play yes you don't just take the best player in the league so they can sit their asses on the bench the whole time yeah it's not like he's particularly great for moral support no definitely not so antonio brown gets frostbite right. and then and then the nfl changes the regulation on the helmets that they need to wear because as like times change like safety regulations change Helmets get better, et cetera, et cetera. So the same helmet that he's been, the type of helmet he's been wearing since he's been in the NFL, um, he's no longer allowed to wear based on the NFL regulations. And he claims that any other helmet that Oakland has like brought to him to try impedes his peripheral vision and does not allow him to catch the football as well. I just don't see how that could be the case, but that's what he's claiming. And so he was um, threatening to retire. Like... This is like sort of reminds me of like some fairy tale where the king sits on his throne and they bring him different items like different but, shoes or clothes yes. and he's like nope no nope, no nope. nope. yeah he actually like did um what what's the word where he like went to the NFL last week to dispute it to try to argue like appealed it. it yeah he appealed it yeah and they obviously shut him down big time well like um, the thing is that like the NFL takes a ton of flack and rightly so for lack of player safety because right. everyone ends up with like TBIs and brain disease and all of these horrible things post career. So they're like, okay, we'll institute new helmets. Technology's already always getting better to like in, uh, decrease the likelihood of CTEs and things like that. And then Antonio Brown's like, no, thank you. I'd like to go back to the helmet that's less safe for me. Right. Thanks. Right. And he actually said to them that if he wears one of the new helmets that they've said are whatever yeah. allowed, um, and he gets a brain injury from it or like a head injury from it, that he's going to sue them. And it's like, well, obviously you're going to get a head injury. It doesn't you're stop in, it entirely. You're in the NFL. He's such a fuckhead. <laughs> he really is. I can't. I don't know that we need to devote any more time to him because I feel like we've got our point across that he is just an idiot. I, yeah, I struggle. And yet, if he didn't have frostbite on his feet, he'd still probably be the number one overall pick for fantasy football. Yeah, he'd be pretty close for sure. But yeah, Antonio Brown. Next. Um, there's not a lot else to talk about in the NFL right now. We're in preseason. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, who's another going to be another very popular choice for fantasy football, um, he is currently, he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He's currently arms crossed, pouting, refusing to play until he gets a new contract. Um, is his contract up? See, I feel like it's still another year. I need to look that up. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I, I hadn't really heard about this yet, so I was yeah, interested. Yeah, he's currently, like, absolutely not get me money before I play. Wow. Um, and he could potentially end up like Le'Veon Bell last year. And if you remember from way back when we literally started this podcast, yeah. um, Le'Veon Bell was the player also from the, uh, Pittsburgh yep. who sat out the season over contract disputes. Um, so he sat out, didn't play, and missed an entire year. Oh, there we go. We hit our timer. Damn. <laughs> of course, the NFL takes the full five minutes. Mostly because we were just angry about Antonio <laughs> Brown so being such an idiot. Uh, okay, well, I feel like that was pretty much wrapped up anyways. That's fair. Um, okay, so we're going to quickly flag everybody that soccer is back already. Yeah, Premier League is back already. Did it literally just end last week? It does have a very short offseason. The offseason's like two months. It's, yeah. it's really bad. Um, yes, Premier League is back. I am thrilled. Megan is not. Um, I mean, I'm not, not thrilled. I'm just indifferent. <laughs> I just find it hard to believe that it's already back. I mean, yeah, the players complain too. Much like tennis, the players are really pissed that their offseason is so short. Like, um, why? Why does it need to be so short? Because they make so much money from soccer that that's why it's so short. How many games do they play a week? One a week? One a week. One a week, okay. But they play one a week from like August to May. 
So June and July. Pretty much. So it's like longer than a school year. Yes. That's outrageous. Yeah, it's excessive. And a lot of players get really upset about it because they don't have a lot of downtime. And it's really like, I mean, playing soccer, you run like a half marathon a game, right? Or like you're running 10, 15K. So like, don't really want to do that once a week. I certainly fucking don't. Nope. I don't even get 5K in a month if I'm lucky. So. Um, anyways, the other thing to note about soccer is that there are two signing windows. One is in January and one is in the summer. Um, the most recent signing window has just closed. There were some big names that did move around. No one that, if I mention them, you're just going to be like, who? Don't right. care. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but there were some big moves. So, um, most likely my bets for this season, Man City, Manchester City will likely be very good again. Um, I think Manchester United will be much better. They actually beat Chelsea this week for nothing. Um, and Chelsea was supposed to be good. So, um, I'm expecting better things for Manchester United this year than last year. Who won the Premier League again? Manchester City. Okay. And then what about Liverpool? Because didn't didn't they do really well last yeah, year? They but were they like didn't end up winning. Neck and neck down to the end. Right. Um, and they ended up not they just didn't get enough points in the end. Right. Yeah. But did they have any like big trades or anything in the or not trades, whatever? No, you nothing call it. of like massive note. Okay. So they should still be good this year. Yeah. I'm expecting them to be really good. Yeah. Okay. Um some people think that their best player, Mohamed Salah, is gonna regress a bit, but he's too good. I don't think he will. But it's early in the season, very early. Like it it's gonna be on forever. So right. yeah. Just a, I just couldn't, when I saw on my Instagram that it was already back, I just couldn't believe it. I felt like we had to mention it on the pod because I feel like that sh- the off season was just outrageously short. Yeah, this is also the first year since, I don't know, I've been alive that Premier League isn't on television when I wake up every morning. Oh, right. Yeah. It's on DAZONE. Are you guys going to get a subscription? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want one. I don't want to pay for it, but yeah. like, I'm so mad. I love soccer. Every single Saturday and Sunday through my entire fucking calendar year, I watch soccer. Right. So what am I supposed to do? I watched fucking Revenge Body with Khloe Kardashian this weekend. Oh, wow. And so did Nick. Wow. Begrudgingly. That's a choice. Yeah. Like, that's what I was reduced to. Hmm. So... <sighs> I have some feelings well, on that. More to come on whether or not Janiella caves and gets a DAZN membership <laughs> or subscription. It's really the thing that everyone's going to tune in next week to find out about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was a pretty short one. Um, moving on to our last news story. Um, really just had to give a shout out to Simone Biles, who is an American gymnast who is just literally killing it right She's now. She's a goddess. Um, gymnastics is another sport that we don't really talk about on the podcast because it doesn't really. It. Oh yeah, we both love it. Love it. And like we mentioned, um, actually wait, next year's Winter Olympics, right? Mm-mm. Next year's summer. Rio 2016. So four years. Oh, right. Oh, right. Summer Olympics. Okay, right. Yeah, so we'll get to sense. gymnastics next right. year. So gymnast. So yes, what basically what I was trying to say is with the Olympics coming up next year, as we had previously mentioned on a podcast, there's probably going to be more random sports that come mm-hmm. up that we're going to um, show some love be to talking about exactly. And gymnastics is obviously one of them. Um, yeah, do you want to get into some of the specifics of what she? Meg has just done? made a face because I in our podcast notes I wrote out what her epic <laughs> moment was this week, and Meg paused, looked at it, and gave like a puzzled face. <laughs> uh, I mean, I watched all the videos. I just don't know the names of all the shit she did. So the reason why it was an epic week for Simone Biles is that she hit the first ever triple double um, on the fl- in a floor routine and the first ever double double off the beam. Um, oh. So essentially, a triple double is. You're twisting around your head to toe axis three times and then flipping over your side to side axis twice. So it's like three somersaults and two twists. Right. Is the, probably the easiest way I can explain it. Okay. I read like a physics breakdown of it and like I was just like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Biomechanics terms. Oh no. Um, and then the double double is the same thing. Two twists, two somersaults. Um, it's a really big deal because no one's ever hit it before on either of those. Right. And um, she like killed the landing on both killed it like stuck it so hard no wobble at all no yeah and i think that's the thing that makes her so deadly is that she sticks her landing every fucking time yeah it's shocking it is and like the amount of so in the physics article i was reading they were actually talking about um the way that she accelerates like off the ground like the way however she positions herself to um like get air is so effective because her hands and feet or whatever it is are so flat that she gets something like 
17 times the amount of like force back that she puts out due to like her positioning, like her muscle elasticity. I don't know, all the forces and whatever. Wow. Yeah, it's stupid. Like she gets some stupid amount of air when she's on a floor routine. I also feel like she's looking like even more muscular than normal right now. She looks jacked. She does. Because I know her well from Dancing with the Stars because she was on Dancing with the Stars a couple seasons ago and I feel like even just compared to that it looks like she's like must be hitting the gym hard but like in a good way she doesn't look like the thing is like she doesn't have like she's 22 now which is crazy yeah um and I feel like her like overall physique like she looks super toned yeah you know because you know gymnastics like I did gymnastics like you can be like you have stocky thighs and like it's all just power right Right. but she looks like legit like she's been hitting the gym her biceps are ridiculous yeah I love her it's insane she's gonna go down as the greatest ever I think there's a good chance there's no one I can see that possibly holds a candle to her at this point the amount of groundbreaking things that she's done um she's consistently not only winning, but breaking barriers in terms of like what the human body can possibly do. Right. And in a sport where I feel like gymnastics can end up so rigid, everyone does the same routines. You have all your like, um, like requirements and all these things. Like she has totally gone above and beyond and it's so exciting to watch. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch her in the Olympics. It's going to be awesome. It will be for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, I feel like that pretty much concludes pick six, and I think we did it in a really good time. I'm so proud of Me us. Me too. Good job. I don't, I don't know how I feel about having a timer every time, because there's a lot of pressure. My heart's a little racy, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a hard end. If the beeper goes, like, you can finish your thought. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought we were just like, that was it. Move on. PTI well, style. No, like, if you're, in, if you're in the middle of a thought, you can finish it. We're not going to be that intense, but. I don't know. You're the one with the timer. It's true. I feel like it kept us on track though it did we had yeah. a few little tangents but within the time limit <laughs> time approved tangents uh, time. <laughs> yes um okay so up next we are going to talk about reality review because like holy mother we need to talk about the bachelorette finale we do before we jump in i just feel like we need to congratulate my husband greg on winning the bachelorette pool um, marketable skill to put on your resume. Begrudgingly, we will <laughs> congratulate him. I no, am. Down. <laughs> um, I feel like at some point we're gonna have to have him on to talk about his win and his quote-unquote strategy for picking his team because it's like annoyingly funny. Um, so yeah, maybe, I like how mad this makes you. I know it's because I don't lose well to him. You know. I mean, I don't really lose well in general, but I was going to say, like, because you're, you're so gracious. Usually. Yeah, no, I mostly just don't like losing, but especially to him, it's the worst. Um, but it wasn't just like a head to head me versus him. There no. were other people involved. So it's fine. I can be appreciative. Like, congratulations. Good job. I came in a solid fifth. I didn't even make it to in the real bachelorette. I would have gotten home before fantasy suites. Mm. So, I mean, I chose the winner, but he wasn't really a winner as we found out. Ugh. So. I'm assuming uh, our listeners have probably watched and are aware of the drama, but just in case you aren't, she chose Jed. And then once she chose Jed and they were engaged, she found out that he actually had a girlfriend before he came on the show, which he had like sort of let her know of, but was very like, I was sort of dating this girl. It was super casual. Like it was not serious at all. And she was like, okay, like fine. But then like once all of the details came out, it turns out real serial. Yeah. Like, I love yous up until, like, the day he left for going on The Bachelorette and, like, wrote all these love notes about how, like, she knew where his heart was and blah, 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 blah. He honestly, like, the entire time in the after the final rose or whatever, he looked like someone who still couldn't figure out how to get out of the situation. Right. Like, he got, he kept, like... Time after time, ceremony after ceremony, getting chosen, getting chosen, getting chosen. And then he gets to the end and it's like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Now what? Right. And like in the, they showed a clip of him and Hannah before the finale aired, but after they were engaged where they like sat down and talked about this and he did not at all act like somebody who was actually really sorry or wanted to make the relationship work. Like I would envision if you're a guy who's engaged to a girl who you love and literally want to spend your life with that, um, he would be like literally on his knees, like begging, like, I'm so sorry. Like that I totally screwed this up. Like this went 
you know, whatever. Whatever your excuse he is. He just looked so remorseless. Yeah. Like, I mean, he already, like, I couldn't understand a goddamn word he ever said. And, like, he his entire presence just annoyed me, especially compared to the god that was Tyler C. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so, like, it was, like, the whole thing was just insulting. Like... Right. And especially because, like, in, after the final rose thing, Hannah was like, I know the good person that you are inside. And I'm like, he just seems like a really shitty person. Yeah. You know? Like, he yeah. doesn't seem all that great. It's funny because early on when he first admitted that he came on really for his music, I actually appreciated that. Because I was like, to be fair, I think that's why everyone goes on. Right. They go on because it's like a platform and no one really thinks they're going to fall in love. But then, like, some people just do. But, like, no one trusts that, like, right. believes that going in. So I actually appreciated him just being upfront and honest about it. So like I was on board with him for that. But then the take I heard afterwards is like if he went on for that and music is something he's loved his whole whatever 25, 26 years of life, let's say. I don't know how old he is. I can't remember. And then he meets Hannah and like really within three weeks of meeting her, is he actually going to change his motives and be there for her instead? Probably not. Like how are you made – how have you made that big of a 180 in three weeks? Right? Yeah. So – I don't, I don't know. know. In the end, I think he's just terrible. and he's such a fuckhead. So, obviously, they broke up. They're no longer engaged. And then when Tyler C. came out, da-da-da. Oh, my God. Um, everyone was freaking out. Yeah. He's so beautiful. He's so beautiful, it's, like, stupid. Yeah, it's, it's not even fair. No. And, like, he doesn't photograph that well. No. When you look at pictures of him, like, when I show friends pictures of him who don't watch the show, they're like, ah, he's okay. But then you see him in motion. Yeah. And like, that's what I TV. keep telling people. I'm like, Holy you have to see a video mother. of him. And they're like, I don't understand. And I'm like, just, you just do. It's just something He's different. Beautiful. It's next level. Um, so yeah. So during that, the interview with Chris Harrison and Tyler and Hannah, Hannah basically says like, hey, we should get a drink kind of thing. Cause like my relationship with Jed didn't pan out. So then they get their drink like two days later. Mm-hmm. And he spends the night at Hannah's apartment in L.A. Paparazzi obviously catches him leaving the next day. And then two days later, he goes on a very public date in New York City with Gigi Hadid. You know, as you do. Yeah. I mean, like, holy, like, quite the upgrade from The Bachelorette and dating Gigi Hadid. <sighs> yeah. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of hers. Oh, I love her. Yeah. I don't think she's that hot. Like, I think Hannah's better looking than her. Oh, I think Gigi's so pretty. Yeah. I think she's, like, really interesting looking. I will say that um, I feel like him going on a date with Gigi Hadid is very much, like, if they legit started dating, it fully pulls him out of, like, the biosphere of the Bachelor world. Like, he will have crossed into, like, legit stardom. Right. You know? And that's, like, a big crossover that all of them dream of and none of them get to. Like, right. they very much exist in the world of The Bachelor. Right. They need to stay on the shows. They need to do things involved on The Bachelor in order to keep themselves relevant. But, right. like, if you can cross into mainstream, like, the rest of the world knows who you are, that dude is fucking set for life. It's true. You know? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so I don't really know what'll happen. I feel like, I don't know. I obviously liked Hannah when she became The Bachelorette. You obviously were not a huge fan. I feel she like really she's, grew on me. Yeah, she's grown a lot as, like, a person. Obviously, who knows what's edited? Who knows what's real? Right. But, like, seemingly her, her character on The Bachelorette has grown a lot since she was on The Bachelor. And I feel like she, like, even just watching her Instagram stories and stuff, she just seems like she's just, like, ready for whatever comes next for her. Like, she's ready for any opportunities. Mm. She's now got her own apartment in L.A. Like, I think she's struggling to be away from her family, but she's sort of, like, it seems like this is where I should be right now and, like, take advantage of any opportunities I can get. And, like, as if she's going to have trouble finding a guy. Oh, she will. In the grand scheme of things. For sure. So, like, whatever. Also, like, can I just say that, like, it's so typical Bachelorette that, or Bachelor for that matter, where, like, there's such a screaming obvious choice that's the right one, and they always choose the fuckhead. Yeah. Every time. I know. Every They've done time. it so many times, and every, like, that's why when we were watching the, was it two-night finale? Yeah. Okay, the first night, when we were, like, you and I were texting each other, and I was like, she's gonna fucking pick Jed. Yeah. It's all building up to it. Her family hates him. He sucks. He has no money. His he has own a terrible, family his was own basically family like, don't pick him. him. <laughs> and like, I, I was like, this is exactly how she's going to end up picking him. Everyone yeah. else is like, Tyler's great. He respects you. He has a career. He doesn't depend on anyone. He's here for the right reasons. Let's dump him. Right. Oh, I know. It's painful. Um, 
while we're on The Bachelor, I just really briefly need to say, and I know you don't like her, but Ashley and Jared got married this weekend, and I'm like, I was here for it. I was creeping like you would not believe her story, Jared's story, everyone I could think of who would be their story. And it looks like it was like extremely over the top, as yeah. it would be, obviously. Um, but her dresses, because she had two, mm-hmm. very common, um, were both very beautiful. Yeah, like, they were pretty. stunning. They were. Um, she looked really good. And actually, her sister Lauren looked really good. Lauren had a beautiful bridesmaid dress. It was a gown. It was not a bridesmaid dress. But the, they had the green ones? Yeah. Yeah, I saw so the she had the one that had, like, the... It was, like, strapless, but then it had those little, like, arm cuffy yeah. things. And it was, like, very fitted and then went out and had, like, a long train. Oh. It was beautiful. She had, like, the perfect body for it. Like, curvy, but, like, yeah, in the right spots, not the wrong spots, you know? <laughs> you feel me? Yep. Um, yeah. Anyways, I just had to say that because I was, like, dying for it all weekend. All the pre-events that they had, like, they went on this, like, yacht around um, Newport, Rhode Island on Friday. And then Saturday was their rehearsal dinner at this like beautiful venue. And then Sunday was the wedding. And I was just like, couldn't get my eyes off Instagram the whole time. She doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I know. She really doesn't do it for me. I, I, I can't, I, yeah, it's fine. I love her. I don't, I don't. I know. I really don't. I know. Jaden Tanner did not end up going to the wedding. Yeah, I saw that. And I listened to the um, podcast episode where Jade tells the full story about the closet birth, and it's uh, insane. It's literally insane. That's really scary. Oh, yeah. Super scary. You know? Yeah. I mean, no one wants to have a baby in a closet. Right. I mean, it's like a really big, elaborate master closet. I, that's what when I was she also says thinking. closet, people are picturing like the closet that your like childhood home had no, where she you has like a master. Yeah, closet. she has like a big master it's closet. It's the size so. of my condo. Yeah, it's big. But anyways. Yeah. Um Big Brother? Yeah, Big Brother continues to be strangely edited. I'm having a really hard time watching this season because um so many Things have been edited poorly. I will give credit to Julie Chen for calling Jack out hard. Wow, I've never seen anything like I that. I know. Especially because it was relentless. Like, she did it once and then twice. And then there was, like, a pause. And she was like, one more clip. And, yeah. like, headed into a third time he did something shitty. Right. Like, thank you, Julie. Yeah. Like, anyone, again, not watching, when Jack got evicted and went out and did a standard Julie speech, Julie actually, like, it was all obviously prepared ahead of time, pulled up clips of, like, terrible things he had said and called him out and like made him explain himself and rightly so because jack has gotten an absolutely phenomenal edit and he's been a really shitty person um and what i mean by that is that on because big brother has cameras 24 hours a day people can watch the live feeds so people can watch what they're doing all day long and be creepers um so i obviously read about it i'm not paying for it but there are people who do yeah and they are you know the blessed ones of the world um who update the rest of us and so jack did a lot of really shitty things he like destroyed cliff's stuff when cliff was hoh and um he said some really awful stuff and so but they never showed any of it on tv and so julie calling him out was a really big deal yeah fuck yeah yeah I don't really know who I'm into right now. I hate them all, to be honest. I like Kat. Uh, she's a space case, but I like her. Yeah, she's okay. I don't know. She kind of annoys me for some reason. I wish Nicole was a less shitty player. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Nicole's got more potential. I like Cliff still. You know. Yeah. Just like the dad still coming yep. in coming in strong. Yep. Just kind of carrying on. Other than that, I don't really like any of them. I no. do enjoy that they call Annalise... Um, the couch of the season they literally just she's furniture she means nothing to that house she's just a placeholder right so every time she tries to talk like a big game the people on the live feeds are like go back to ikea yeah (laughs) oh my god that's funny um i do really like um oh what's his name christy's little friend Tommy. Oh, yeah. Tommy. Christy's little friend. (laughs) I love Tommy just because he's so, like, when he comes back from making his vote in the DR, he, like, prances and, like, hops on the couch. And he's just, like, he has so much energy at all times. And he choreographed a whole flash mob that they did together. I was, like, dying over that. It was really funny. So. I feel like you would prance around if you had to do a DR thing like that. Oh, yeah. I probably would. Yeah. Plus, I think you go a little stir-crazy in that house. I don't fucking be. Yeah. So. Also, I think um, some of them came to the realization that um, they were hated by America. Yes. I think Jackson has finally come to that realization. Oh, and Christy was yeah. like in tears. She was like, she clearly, needs to stop America hates me. Crying. I know. 
Stop crying. Yeah. No one believes you. I know. Enough. Yeah, she's annoying. She's awful. So, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about Big Brother. There's not much to report. Jury House has officially started, so anyone evicted uh, Jack Forward will be in the house still. Yep. Um, I don't know if anyone also noticed, but all of the minorities have been voted out of the house consecutively. Oh. Yeah, leading up to jury. I mean, technically, Jessica is Spanish. Correct, I guess, yes. So maybe does she count? I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, super ajo taco though. Yeah, definitely. Literally somebody said it's like, um, there was a picture of like them sitting in a panel talking to Julie and they were like, this is like, looks like an advertisement for a tourism board. And it's like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, awkward. Um, Okay, well I feel like that's it for reality review. Um, Let's breeze on into fantasy football. Yes. Since we're going to probably be talking about fantasy football in general a lot, we're hoping we'll come up with a catchier segment name. But right now, we're just um, talking about fantasy football. Yeah, we're at a bit of a loss for a catchy name. But either way, content will still be the same. Yes. Um, We are very quickly approaching the start of the regular season for NFL. So we wanted to sort of talk about fantasy football. Um, We have some ideas of what we would like to do, but we also are looking for your feedback. Yeah. So um, we are going to... Explain a little bit about one type of fantasy football. We're going to put a poll on our Instagram. So if you're into the idea, if it's something you'd be wanting to try, let us know. Um, There are other options. We're going to explain the one that we're leaning towards and we can go from there. Yeah. So basically we'll throw it up on our um, Instagram story with the vote, voting into like whether you'd be interested in doing it or not. Um, If not enough interest, then we will propose another option next week. Yep. Um, But essentially what we're going to talk about today is like the most kind of traditional format of fantasy football. So basically there would be a draft. Um, The draft would take place either on September 3rd or 4th, which would be basically like a day or two before the regular season starts. Um, So basically you have like all positional players available. So all the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, um, defense are kind of just a whole team. It's not player specific. Um, Tight ends, kickers, they're all just available. So it's a big pool of players. Depending how many people are in the league or how many people are interested, um, we would kind of divvy up. We would, um, there would be like a draft order selected. So let's say in one league there are 10 people, then there would be 10 teams. So you would kind of just be ranked one to 10 in terms of like your draft order. Mm -hmm. So basically when it's your turn, you literally just choose a player. That player comes onto your team. Mm -hmm. Everyone chooses. When your turn's up again, you choose another player. So that's essentially how the draft part works. Now there's a predetermined number of each player that you have to have so you have to have one kicker one defense one quarterback depending on the league a couple running backs a couple wide receivers a tight end like all of that is predetermined for you so you know how many spots you have to fill so the draft can take I don't know like a couple hours I guess total Mm -hmm. because if you have 10 players and you have to draft all those players onto your team it can take some time but you can basically like our um league would be through yahoo so you'd be able to either do it on your computer or on the app on your phone for anyone Um, who signed up for ncaa brackets you will already have the yahoo app if you did that and you didn't delete it off your phone afterwards right um so it's actually in the exact same app you just choose a different sport right So um, basically over the next couple of weeks leading up to the draft, Tanyella and I would do a breakdown of all the different positions, um, what the position is, like what it means, what their role is, who all the players are, what teams they play for, all that sort of stuff. Um, Basically so that you would have all the information you need to sort of figure out how to do the draft. Um, Also, we would refer you to some websites and documents that you could find like the order that players are typically ranked in, that sort of thing to give you some guidelines. So you wouldn't be going in completely blind. Um, But your first time doing a draft, you're going to feel like you're sort of going in blind. Yeah, we'll do our best to guide you along though. Yeah. So then basic, do you want to give a brief overview of like how the actual season looks? Yeah. So um, the season, the regular season would be actually, it depends on what kind of structure we would do. But anyways, you would have your team throughout the entirety of the season and what you do is week to week you set your lineup which means that right before all the games start on Sunday um, you have to make sure the team the players that you want to play that week would be in your lineup so you can go in you can switch some in you can switch some out you can also add and drop players during the week if you need to pick up somebody else if you want to pick up someone new you can get rid of ones you have 
Um, and then your lineup is set for the week. And depending on how they do, you ag uh, accumulate points um, and it contributes to your overall total. Right. So I guess one thing I didn't mention is that although you have a certain number of quarterbacks, kickers, defenses, wide receivers, et cetera, that you need, you also have bench players. So it's not like you just have those, you know, 10 players who are going to play every week. You actually have a whole bench full of players who you switch people in and out. And again, that's something that's going to be based on a lot of factors that we would get into on the podcast yeah. as the season went on. Like it's sort of hard to explain all of that now, but essentially the gist of it is it's not like NCAA where you just set your picks for the whole year and it's over, you would actually have to go in each week before the, the games all start on either Thursday or Sunday, depending when your players are, and actually make changes and choices. Yeah. So it, it just requires a little bit more participation, I guess, each week throughout the whole season. Um, if you miss a week and you don't make changes, it's really not a big deal. It just means if you have someone in who's on like a bye week, you won't get any points for them. So realistically, like it's not, you know gonna harm anybody but yourself if you don't go in and make the changes but typically if you're gonna be managing a you know fantasy football team that's what you would do yeah um so yeah it just requires a little bit more participation but it also like really is how I got into football so if yeah. you've been like wanting to get more into football and it's something that interests you it's definitely a good way to get into it it's gonna make it's gonna force you to know the names of all the players what teams they're on like it's gonna make you want to watch more because you're gonna want to watch your players it's also really, like, I found it's a really good conversation starter. Like, I found that once I started playing fantasy football, it allowed me to, A, be part of a conversation. And then if somebody was, like, chatting about it, I'd be like, oh, I actually play fantasy. is on my team. And, right. like, it totally is, like, an in for people. Yeah. Um, so... It's, agree. Yeah, it's sort of like NCAA brackets in that it's like a gateway into a sport. And right. it's the best way to get yourself into it. People say to play a sport, but also fantasy is another great way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know that there's really much else to say about it. If anybody has any questions about it or like what else would be required, definitely email us, mm -hmm. cocktails at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Um, like we said, we will put up a story with a voting option, mm -hmm. um, whether you would be in or not. And then if we get enough interest and we decide we will move forward, we'll probably set a firm date sometime the last week of August yeah. where we would need to know how many people are in so that we can decide how many leagues we would have to create. Because really, if we have more than like probably 12 people, we would need to split into two separate leagues because yeah. otherwise there's just too many um, people for one league. So. And then it's not fun. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so hopefully people are interested. Ask us questions if you want to know. Um, otherwise, we will post that on our story and then we'll be back next week to... Give an update. Yeah, give an update on where we landed with that. Yep. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Cleats and Cocktails, or Twitter, Cleats Cocktails. Yeah. Um, and if you have any questions, as Meg said, comments, things you want to see from us, email us at cleatsandcocktails at gmail.com. Yeah. Don't forget to favorite, um, subscribe, rate, review, all of the things. All of the things. All of the things. And um, this was a really good episode back. I'm happy to be back. We're under an hour. We are. We're doing really good. Oh my God. Well, we'll talk to everyone again next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers.